Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hope everything is going well with everyone at this time, and I know it is for me, and I can't complain. So I've kind of been alluding to the fact of why my mother was in prison, and to be honest, I've had this, well, initially had this idea of kind of doing buildup of what it meant to find out that I was going to be a present, my emotions, uh, the moments leading up to becoming a father. Did I say present earlier? I meant parent, anyways. The moments leading up to be a parent, being a dad, everything else, and then me looking back at my my parenting or lack of. I just kind of got sidetracked, and not only did I get sidetracked, but I got real excited exploring other subjects and just talking about different things and kind of throwing what I had planned all up in the air and just kind of go at random. And sometimes as much as I want to, you know, go A, B, and C. Sometimes I want to try M. Sometimes I want to go all the way to Z and just do a random pattern. And that's pretty much where I left off at and the way I've been doing the podcast for the past, I guess you could say year, but it really feels, it really only feels like I've been doing the podcast since January where I really, in a sense, stepped it up by releasing an episode every week. As you may not have picked up on, movies are basically my life. I love watching movies ever since I was a kid. Uh, one of the earliest movies I've ever seen in theaters was Don't Be a Menace with my grandma. And if you've ever seen Don't Be a Menace, watch it and then kind of think of yourself watching it as a kid. And it's pretty, uh, then you would take a kid to see, but whatever. My grandma took me to go see it. I thought it was funny and instantly. I just love movies. So much so, I actually named my son after one of me and my grandma's favorite movies watching together, which is from Gladiator. Main character is named Maximus. So, and of course, too, my name Bronson that I mentioned at an earlier podcast. Inspiration that I drew my name from. So, as you can tell, movies are me and my, wife, my wife's life. She loves them. We got posters in her house, everything. So... Sometimes when I do episodes, I get sparks of ideas from either movies or music or quotes, different lines. And and of course, if you haven't already read the title of this episode, and the title is Mother is the Name for God on the Lips and Hearts of All Children. And if you don't know where that's from, that's from The Crow. One of my absolute favorites. Visually, I loved it. The soundtrack, absolutely loved Watching that as a kid, that always struck on to me. And I guess mainly because I was lacking my mother in my life. So seeing things that remotely had to do with parents, mothers, it always struck me. You know what I mean? It always, it always got into my feelings. And this one throughout the years, even watching it as an adult, it always stuck. It just kept replaying and playing over and over again. And... I never really knew why until I seen 
my wife with my kids. And not to get all religious or anything like that. If you want to believe, that's fine. If you don't, that's cool too. Whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, when a child is born, it's supposed to be the closest thing you're supposed to get to God at that moment because it's that definitive line between coming out in the real world, being born, and being this kind of heavenly gift set to us. So that little in-between of not born and being born is kind of like the line of the closest you'll get to God in this living world or heaven or whatever you want to call it, some divine deity or something. And to dig deeper into it, what is a mother? A mother is supposed to be caregiver, supposed to be a protector, supposed to be a loving person towards the child. If you think about like a lioness and its cut and her cubs, sorry, I almost said it's and her cubs. You think of a protector, you think of something or actually some animal that's not gonna take shit from anyone to protect her babies. And that's what kind of what I kind of envision as a mother to be as this very proud, loving, protective human to their kids. And totally I see it Every single day with my wife, whether it's it's for five minutes, ten minutes, and you know, sometimes you just kind of give a quick glance, you see the interactions with between them, and sometimes a small couple of seconds gives you all your answers, gives you all your feelings, and I get that with my wife. I see her the way she looks at the kids, how she talks about them, how she wants to protect them, love them, and do her best to be her best person, her best mother to these kids, and. We get this notion of growing up that God's supposed to protect us, God's on around us, everything like that. And that kind of vessel in between is our mothers. Since, you know, God can't be with us here on this earth, next best thing is our moms. And if you see any mom, they're usually tough, they're usually loving. And if you ask anybody about their own mom, they have nothing but great things to say. Like, you talk bad about them, it's blasphemy. Not mine. <laughs> I've I've lashed out so much angry talking about her. There was one time where it was near Mother's Day and my wife's co-worker. Very happy, go lively lady. Loving. And she's talking to Frances, my wife. And she asked her, you know what you do for Mother's Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she asked me, oh, what do you need to do for my Mother's Day? Or your Mother's Day? I just looked at her with a plain face and said, nah, nothing. My mom's dead. And her face dropped. And she said, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And me laughing, I joked around and said, no, you know, I mean, she's alive. She's somewhere on this earth. She's alive, but she's just dead to me. And my wife smacked me and, you know, to kind of be nice. But that just come of my little uh, humor, if you call it, a little dark at times. But that's my aggression and hatred that I've had for her all these, all these years. And why, you may ask. What could lead somebody to hating their mom, not liking them? And honestly, right now, I'm at the point where I'm beyond the feeling of hate. I don't really hate her anymore. What's done is done. I spent 20-something out years without her during the most crucial times. And even some of the times that you want to share with kid and parent with, you know, those life events like having a kid. 
those are past. So my need of holding that anger and hatred, it's gone out the window. And I say it to be 100% honest. And I know some of you might think, you know, kind of bullshitting you and all that. But no, my true feelings right now is I, I pity her. I feel sorry for her. Like I said in one of the other episodes is that it's like that meme you see in the principal Skinner from The Simpsons where he's looking down at you and just says pathetic. That's what I kind of, that's what I kind of feel. Is that better to feel than anger and hatred? Maybe. Some will say so. I know it is for me because with anger and hatred came a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and fidgetiness and that seemed to have gone away from me for the time being. And, you know, I hardly don't think about her. But I would be lying if I said I hardly think about her. There's some times where I would wish I had my mother here with me. But I just, I just can't do it. I am honestly, I just can't do it. So it leads the question, what was she in school for? And as funny as that sounds, my family always described it as being in school. Old term of, uh, I guess we can get locked up and go to prison. You're, you know, you're going to school for a couple of years. And plus, too, that was one of the things they would say in front of me. But I wasn't an idiot, so I kind of deciphered that real quick. Before I was born, my mother was involved in some kind of love triangle with my father, somebody else, and somebody else. So much so that she didn't know who the father was for me. So when I came to this world, I had an original name. And then once I was born, found out that it was my father's. So the story goes, my name got changed. I knew none of this until I was 18. I needed my driver's license. I needed to go to my uncle to get my birth certificate to take to the DMV. And lo and behold, I take my first piece. They deny it. I mean, why are they denying it for? I'm a citizen. Like, what, what's the issue? The guy says, well, let's see, it says page one of two. I look at my like page two. He's like, yeah, so there's probably like an, another document on the side. So you need to go ahead that, bring it back. Told my uncle, and this is part of the chicken shit stuff my uncle does that I absolutely couldn't stand. So he gives me the paper and he just hands it to me and he gives me like this tall, dull, it gives me this dull, pathetic look. And he expects me to look at it and just be like, oh yeah, cool, I, I'm later bounce. <laughs> I mean, I'm gone later. And I look at him, like, well, who's, you know, so and so's name on here? He's like, oh, that was, he starts explaining to me. I just look at him like, really, I'm 18 and you're just telling me this now? Well, there was always some pathetic excuse and whatever. So she got involved and post me being born, she was still seeing my father, but at the same time, she was seeing another married man on the side. Everything in between gets kind of shaky and dicey with me. But... Apparently, she goes to the guy's house, sees his wife there. Keep in mind, she takes me. So, I mean, points to her for taking her own child, right? You know, right before you're going to do something really messed up. (laughs) But anyway, she takes me and whatever was said, whatever conversation happened, happened. And... She ended up stabbing this lady almost like 30 times, you know, killing her. And not only that, it doesn't end there. She takes the lady's kids that were in the house 
I don't know if they've seen anything, they're a part of it, or what. But she takes them, ties them up, throws them in the back of the van, and before he jumps to conclusions, yes, it's horrible, but kids are okay. Throws them in the back of the van, fills the lady's car with the van, with the kids inside tied, and, well, parks it on the side of the freeway and then takes me and just walks away, goes home or whatever. Pretty horrific, right? And sometimes you may, some of you may be thinking, like, how the hell are you so calm talking about this? And for one, I grew up being embarrassed, horrified that I actually had a mom in prison. So actually hearing what she did was kind of like truth, which I can't really describe how truth feels, but it's kind of like a release, a kind of like, it's kind of a weight off your shoulders. So I felt that, and to be honest, it was finally some answers, because for the longest, nobody would tell me why my mom was in there. I would ask a couple of ants here on the side, and they would say nothing but, well, you gotta ask your uncle. I asked my punk-ass uncle, it was nothing but like, oh, I'll tell you when you're older, you know, some dumb excuse finally to the point he's like i'm gonna tell you my you know what dude i'm i'm tired of me asking for you give me the run around no i don't want to ask you so when i confronted him about everything he threw that on my face why you didn't you tell me not to ask you whole fight when it comes down to it i'm gonna talk to the guy no more so and two you might be thinking is why would i share this why wouldn't i keep my mouth shut about this or anything. I mean, it's it's me. I'm sharing things about my life. I'm not going to sugarcoat things and hide my past away. It's part of my past. It's part of the reason why I'm somewhat the person I am right now. And I'm not going to hide it. In some way, shape, or form, it helped, it helped mold me in the positive. And I'm using her failed attempt at beginning of life to make myself better. And, you know, sometimes... When I do tell people what she's done, because they ask me, yo, where's your mom at? And instead of, I, I got tired of lying. I got tired of lying. Like, oh, yeah, she's over there. Or she's, you know, I don't talk to her or anything. I just got tired of lying and saying, you know what? She was in jail. For, she was in prison for 25 to life. And, yeah. So they ask, you know, what does she do? I have no shame in telling. You know, I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for me. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm just... If you want to feel anything, feel as you're taking it as a lesson. Like I said before, sometimes our situations that we're in may not be as bad as other people. So if sometimes if you hear a person that might sound a little bit worse than you, just kind of be grateful for what you have. You know, be grateful. Yeah, your mom's, you know, this and that. It may she be a drunk or an addict or abuser. I don't, I don't know whatever situation you have. Sometimes it's not as bad as having a, a murderer as a mother. Sounds harsh, but I think I've gained some kind of credibility to say that comfortably out loud. <laughs> so she did that. And my grandma would always tell me the first day she got me, I was covered in blood. And thankfully, when the sheriffs gave it to me, when the sheriffs gave me to her, my grandma, first thing they told her was, you know, he's, he's absolutely fine. He's okay. It's not, not his blood. So obviously, 
Whose blood was it? Yeah, I guess you, you can make your guess yourself. And like I told my wife before, and she kind of like shook her head like she couldn't believe it. But one of my earliest memories, it's not anything happy or playful. I'd seen my mom on the, on the stand in jail, in, in jail, in the courtroom. I remember seeing her. Most of, more than likely, she was probably testifying and just me sitting on, I think my, it was my grandma's lap. I was right there looking at my mother. Pretty sad, right? And for the longest, I used to have these nightmares. They stopped. Maybe as a teenager once, so I started getting more distracted and involved in things and, you know, playing sports, going out with friends more. My grandma had died around the same time, so, you know, you, knew, you know, my mind's... My, name, my mind's off. You're a teenage boy, you're going through high school, everything's going off on all cylinders. But I used to have this dream as a kid, and I never really told anybody, you know, growing up, I told my wife, obviously. I never really told anybody growing up, but it was kind of, it was dark. And I don't know if you've ever been hit in the head before, but you know those cartoons where they get hit in the head and they see like the lightning bolts and the little stars or anything like that? Your eyes are closed and you get hit in the head now. Chances are you may see a flash of something. Whether what shape it is or it happens though. So the nightmare was it's kind of plain. It was just like I had my eyes closed. But they weren't really closed. I was like looking like in, let's say in a dark room. Fully aware of everything that's going on with me. And all of a sudden there would be these flashes, these lights. They would be white in the center with orange and red on the outside. Just like the cartoons. And I kind of felt like somebody yelling, screaming, and I never knew what it was, why it was, but once I figured out how everything came to be with my mom, it kind of makes sense, like me being there, I'm pretty sure I got involved somehow, or I got hit somehow, or, or something like that, A, for blood to be on me, and then just keeping memories of your life and them coming out at these random points, but fortunately for me... These random points were in my nightmare. So even though it happened at an early age, it was still traumatic in some sort of way that affected me physically. Obviously, emotionally, it just ran through the roof. But that's why I get mad sometimes when I, I really get upset. I take it personal when I see these mothers who aren't good at their kids, these mothers who kill their kids or leave them in the cars acting, you know, stupid wanting to score or anything like that. Mother's complaining about, I want to go out because uh, I want to go get drunk with my friends. I've heard it. I've seen it. I hold this title as mother to a really, really high standard. And when I see somebody abusing that title, it just pisses me off. And I know some of you might say, you need to give you know people the benefit of the doubt. And after what my mom did, the abandonment that I felt, the loneliness that I felt, the pure just heartache that I felt. I don't want that to be held on any other kid, especially when they have their mom out in the open. I mean, out in the open. I mean, not in prison, alive and kicking and being there. I want. I don't want any kid to feel the pain that I, I felt. So that's why like when I see those, I see those different circumstances, I get a little upset. But I don't let it get to me personally. I am aware that everyone's life is their own. And some people just just want to have a party and have fun and go out and 
do this and that. And yeah, they see it as, yeah, I'm with my kids, you know, all day of the week. It's like, no, that's it's, having a kid's not your job. You signed up for this when, you know, the kid came out when you decided to want to have a baby, whether it was you decided or it came out. Once that baby came out, you take this unbreakable oath that you're sworn to protect this kid, sworn to love it, give it everything it deserves, and, and then some. So you can't say, like, you know what, I'm young. I I want to do some me time and part. I, yeah, I I get all that. I honestly do. But coming from my side, coming from the kid's side, the kids, I'm not a kid no more, I'm an adult. But just being in that position as a kid, I look at that, that term mother as something else. And for, I mean, fortunately, I married a great, great wife whose her own upbringing wasn't as pleasant either with her parents, family, everything like that. It wasn't 100% to her liking. So even though we came from different areas of town, we grew up in kind of similar ways and similar our aspects and views. So we've automatically agreed that kids come first no matter what. Our feelings, our thoughts, second. And believe it or not, there's parents out there, they get jealous over their spouse giving the attention to the kids. Pretty pathetic, right? But but it actually is a thing. And that's kind of scummy to do, but whatever, not my life. It just sucks for the kids. So for this episode, I'm going to break it down into two parts. The second part is coming next week. And stay tuned. <laughs>